Hello and welcome to Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. It's a dad and daughter football podcast. I think we should really introduce ourselves. My name is Lauren Plant. And I'm Graham. And you're my dad. And we're dad and daughter that are going to be talking all things football. So a little bit about myself. I'm 26 years old and yeah, I'm back living at home and we call well, I call myself a bit of a boomerang child. Don't you think? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you don't sound too happy about that. Get on with it. All right, okay. Well, and then I do sports coaching for a living, so I do tend to do a bit of football here and there. But in terms of my actual football skills itself, it's terrible. When we play in the summer, I nearly smash windows and pots and everything like that in the garden. But I just love all things football. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. What about you, Dad? Uh, yes, yeah, so I've been a keen football fan for uh, a long time all my life really and never played beyond sort of uh, local football but thoroughly enjoying my football and really keen to share my thoughts each week oh that's very good of you and uh, you used to be quite good be centre defender uh yeah centre defender did a bit of midfield love it got your nose busted in a few times oh yes how many times did you actually get it broken Twice, yeah, lovely. And the point of this podcast, really, is just have a bit of fun, some rants about football, go through some of our picks from the week and have a look at some of the teams from the West because we are based in Somerset ourselves. So that's kind of the format. Have a bit of fun. Nothing too serious, eh? So we're going to have about a couple of rants each about different things to do with football. Now, neither of us know what each other are going to be ranting about and uh, you're going to have a go with the first rant. On, well, Dad. yeah, my first rant is about Chelsea. So, um, Ooh, okay. I mean, 70% possession, Newcastle away. How can any team have 70% possession and not score a goal? And how could they lose in the 94th minutes of 94 minutes? I mean, it's just daft, really. So, um, old Frank Lampard's doing a decent job there. You've got to admit, fourth on the table. But, uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous. 70% possession and uh, no goals. Daft. It is, but... Surely that just shows on paper, yeah, they had the better team. Maybe they just weren't, I don't know, maybe just weren't on top of their game, really. Cause if, you, you know, if you have over two-thirds of the match and lose a match, don't score a goal, I think it's just rubbish. Rubbish? Rubbish. Or what? Do you think they could have done a little bit differently? A bit more direct, goodness me, passing it around all over the pitch. They need to go, go for goal, get going, get Just get thump attacking. it up the pitch? Well, no, no, that's just how they, you know, some proper... Um, you look at teams like, uh, well, Liverpool, of course, on Sunday, but um, teams who are more direct to, um, you know, pass forward and don't keep passing across the pitch all the time. Arsenal used to be like that. Arsenal passed and passed and passed. So Chelsea become the new Arsenal if they're not careful. Do you think if you've got someone like Tammy Abraham up front, is the right way just to pass and pass and then get through to him? Or like you say, just whip it in to Tammy Abraham? Get to the byline and get it over. That's what they need to do. He can score goals. It's just... Um, Giving them enough chances, really. Well, the thing that I wanted to have a little rant about was the location of the VAR monitor. So on the rare occasion they actually use it, they used it once on Saturday. That's the first time ever that the referee's actually gone over to the VAR monitor and has reviewed an incident. And this case was Norwich against Bournemouth. And like I said, first time they ever used it, they reviewed the penalty on Godfrey and Callum Wilson and the VAR monitor is positioned right in the middle of the two boxes. So you had the Norwich box on one side, Bournemouth box on the other side, and the VAR monitor right in the middle. I just think it's a little bit ridiculous to have it so close because you could see 
the Bournemouth coaches were all there like, oh, yeah, 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 look at that, look at that, that's a terrible tackle and so on. So I just think it's slightly ridiculous to have the VAR monitor positioned right in between the two teams' boxes. Yeah, I can't, I mean, everything about VAR is a bit ridiculous, but yeah, I can't disagree with that. It, it looks a bit weird, didn't it? I think the, when the rugby do their um, reviewing stuff, it seems quite sensible and over quick and on massive screens for all the fans to watch, but football just hasn't got it right at all. Well, my proposition as to where they should have the VAR monitor, I thought maybe they could have it on like a swivel chair and they could bring it out onto the pitch and then it would be like when they, it could resemble the booze when you do a general election. no I thought it'd be pretty good so they wheel it on and then none of the fans can see none of the players can see and it's just the ref in a little booth with a VAR monitor that would be the fifth assistant then wheeling it on and wheeling it off (laughs) yeah someone could get paid to do that I'd do that yeah I'm sure you would (laughs) so those are our first two rants and we're now going to have a look at our picks So for the first pick, I've gone for the Premier League. Just a couple of matches that I thought were worth mentioning. Definitely big three points, Norwich 1-0 against Bournemouth. They've narrowed the gap now just between three points between the two teams. So the Canaries, they needed to win that one. So definitely that stood out as a must win for me. And it also brought about the incident with Lewis Cook, who just did some great goalkeeping, basically. Did you see it? Yeah, what a serve. It was, it was ridiculous, yeah. But if you were Eddie Howe, they were saying you would much rather that shot was going in the goal. Wouldn't you just much rather him just not hit it with his arm? Yeah, it was instinctive though, wasn't it? it just I thought yeah, it he's was. He's not a goalkeeper; he's a defender. Yeah, but no, I thought it was a good reaction to stop a goal. It was... No, as a defender, you. I mean, they're taught to have their hands surely behind their backs every time they play, right? I just thought it seemed a bit ridiculous. And the other match that I was thinking was well, Burnley. Yeah, big win on Sunday against Leicester, two-one. They lost their last four games. And Vardy had a penalty save by Nick Pope. Nick Pope basically kept them in the game. But that has a massive three points of Burnley. Do you think they're going to get relegated? Uh, definitely not. I think they've got no. sufficient uh, quality and experience. And uh, I think there's three worse teams than Burnley in the Premier League, I imagine. But what have you picked up from the Championship? A couple of matches. So I've got Millwall Reading. Millwall beat Reading 2-0. 14,000 on at the New Den. And Millwall are slowly climbing up the table. They're up to seventh place. Can't remember the last time Millwall were in the Premier League, if ever. So I think uh, they're knocking on the door of playoffs. Nice. It'll be fascinating to see Millwall in the Premier League playing against all the uh, all the big London rivals. So first one's Millwall knocking on the door of the playoffs. Yeah. Another team knocking on the door of the playoffs. Uh, our team, Blackburn Rovers. You can't not mention that. Five, oh yeah. Five nil away at Sheffield Wednesday. Goodness me. I mean that was uh, clean sheet and scored five goals. I think they were helped by um, a bit of a soft sending off. Luongo oh, right. um, looked a bit, a little bit soft, but that's uh, not often you say that about a team against Rovers. Yeah, well, you can't take it away though. Five nil. I mean, it, they had a, a goal difference of zero, and I got a goal difference of plus five. So, again, same as Millwall, they're um, heading towards the playoffs. Great thing about the Skybet Championship is that you, uh, you know, you got the midweek games coming thick and fast. So, one minute you're in the playoffs, nearly the next minute you're on the verge of a relegation. So. Thankfully at the right end, so yeah, that was my And all of that is match. without Bradley Dack as well. Without Bradley Dack and Corey Evans, who had a terrible fractured skull last week. We so saw that live, we went to Ewood. We did, yeah, right in front of us. What a, what a tough uh, tough one that was. It was, and he didn't get a yellow card. I think even if it is an accident, but it was a dangerous tackle, surely he should have got a yellow card. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, Evans had his head quite low, so it's a bit of a 50-50. I don't think he meant to 
Yeah, but uh, he fractured his eye socket. In Jordan, but anyway. Um, from League One, I picked out Wickham, who beat Rochdale at home 2-1. So they now remain second in the league, but they hadn't actually won in their last five games. So they were in a bit of a rut, but they uh, definitely needed to get three points on the board. And all the other big teams did win around them. So Ipswich, Coventry, Sunderland, Portsmouth, teams going for that promotion or pushing up there. So definitely they need to win that one. So that was a must win. And then I also picked out Wimbledon, who won at home to Peterborough, just 1-0. But they're now four points off the drop zone. So they're slowly getting out of that drop zone well they are out of the drop zone now but they're trying to get a bit more of a big gap between um, themselves and the bottom of the leader board and then in league two um, interesting one because it's, you, you can't call it a local derby but local-ish Cambridge versus Stevenage and Stevenage were rock bottom before the match came away with a 4-0 away win which um, nobody would have uh, bet on that I don't think so actually managed to get them off the bottom of the table by uh, goal difference as well so well done Stevenage and the next one is just dropping out of actually the Sky Bet League 2, dropping down into the uh, National League. My old team, Barrow and Furnace. There you go. Bromley at home, a top of the table clash. Over 3,000, fantastic really. Live on TV. Live Watched on it. TV, which was good. And they won 2-0, so uh, keeps them top of the table by three points with two games in hand on Harrogate. And uh, yeah, a really good result in the National League for Barrow. Okay, right. Moving on to best from the West. Being from Somerset, this is the point where we pick out teams from the southwest of the country, west of the country, and see which ones did best this week. So we had teams like Yeovil, Bristol City, Bristol Rovers. Well, this week we picked a team from League Two, Exeter City at Blundell Park, Grimsby Town, and they won one nil thanks to a sixty-seventh minute goal by Nicky Law. So the Mariners they were actually undefeated in their last five games, and they suffered their first defeat under Ian Holloway. So that's a massive win for Exeter. They're still second in the league, joined with 53 points with Swindon Town. And they've also got a game in hand on Swindon. So, yeah, Grimsby were on a bit of a roll, new manager, and then Exeter came in. And um, it's a tough foot match, actually, just 1-0. But away from home, got to say, that's a pretty good result so far. So that was the best from the West that we picked out. Do you agree with that one? Yeah, yeah, very good, actually. They're um, Exeter, St. James's Park. Uh, having a good season, they always seem to be there or thereabouts and never quite get there. So, fingers crossed, this is the year that Exeter can uh, can get going. I know, fingers crossed. There, we'd like to be able to see Blackburn play there. Yeah, for sure. Right, you've got a uh, another rant for us. Yeah, this one's uh, uh, the annual Leeds. I mean, what on earth are Leeds doing? They end up <laughs> ten points clear uh, and then gradually manage to uh, whittle it away. So, another defeat. Yes, two defeats in a row. And the daftest thing of all, of course, on social media today. Um, oh, you on social media? No, I wasn't, no. <laughs> Got a WhatsApp from somebody saying that they'd seen on social media Bielsa could be out. And I mean, it's just absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. He's the manager. Oh. Bielsa, the manager, out. I mean, they've lost two games. They're still four points clear of Fulham in third place. It would be absolute madness if they sacked the manager. But you never know with Leeds because they're all a bit daft, aren't they? But... I mean, come on, Leeds, they've got to get up this year, surely. They're there every flipping year. The well, fans stick with them, though. Yeah, the fan, yeah, amazing fans, amazing away following, absolutely brilliant, but they've just got to do it. They just seem to just seem to get the nerves the second half of the season between them and West Brom, but they've got to follow them a four points off them now. 
and uh, they've just got to do it really so fingers crossed for Leeds and all these big teams they all have psychologists you would think like this do you reckon it's all mental not their actual capability in them as players uh, yeah well it's the same team isn't it just I'm not, not sure one thing I would say Arsenal have taken uh, their loan I can't remember his name but they had a loan player there who right. came off the bench every now and then and seemed to be a good player but he wasn't getting enough football Leeds might uh, might rue the day that they let him go because he seems to be uh, let's say he was coming off the bench and scaring people where Bamford I think he missed another penalty yesterday Bamford oh, he just, just can't uh, can't seem to get goals and if you'd say right now do you think they're going to go up Leeds I think you've got to say yes I mean it's just they've got to turn a corner I think if they stick with the manager which I'm sure they will do um, just keep going yeah I think they'll be fine and right so my rant I think this is a very generic one this isn't just by the week so I've gone for watching football I can't stand it basically when footballers clear their nasal passage on the pitch you're about to blow your nose as I say it so you know when did you do this as a player when you like blow your nose basically onto the pitch definitely that's disgusting well, why you've got to clear your nose. you can't carry a hanky can you can't. well this is my so this is what I was thinking this is my suggestion you know you have water boys I thought um hanky boys yeah that's absolutely ridiculous <laughs> no I thought someone maybe like a ball boy could come on and um give them at hankies well, the only time, the only thing that's close when they, sometimes when they're doing a throw in, they bring a towel over. So yeah, that's about exactly. As close so you just blow get. your nose. No, it? you're not going to do or, that. Or um, a lot of them have like obviously got high socks or thermals. You could just put a, you know, how you have like a little dirty tissue that you kind no, of. No, I think you need to get over it. Just let no, them, it's disgusting. Let them clear the nose. It's nice. It's a, it's a, oh, it's a good thing to do. But what do. I don't understand is how they can control it. Like it's a very controlled action that they do. And oh, I just think it's disgusting. Well, at least they work till the, till the cameras are on them mostly. So. But that's the thing. You don't see it. And then all of a sudden, just as the camera's on them, they do that. They do a lot of spitting as well. But yeah. it's the nasal thing that yeah, I can't get stand. Yeah, get over well, it. No, I think hanky boy, that's definitely, that's definitely the way forward. Right, do you want to tell everyone about putting in the miles? Yes, yeah, so this is when we uh, look at who's done the most miles uh, each week, a team and fans, so... Again, just dropping into the National League, it looks like the match between Yeovil Town and Hartlepool. So the Hartlepool, 107 faithful fans travelled all the way to Hewish Park. Uh, total attendance, 2,716. A 326-mile round trip, goodness me. That's ridiculous. Um, and, I mean, they drew 2-2, two, two, so at least they didn't see them lose. So Lord knows what time they got home uh, last night, or Saturday night, rather. Yeah. But, yeah, well done to them, Hartlepool fans. And we worked out pretty much they were one of the teams to travel the furthest across all Well, I think they really. were the furthest, yeah. And, um, Extra Grimsby, that's far. But I, I did work out Yeah, that, no, I think you're um, over Hartlepool. You yeah, don't get still much further. further. That. That's a massive journey, so... How many fans did you say went from Hartlepool? 107 Hartlepool, Hartlepool fans, them. yeah. A couple of coach lords by the sounds of it. And we could fly from uh, Newcastle to Exeter, I think, and then uh, get a little bus round there. Oh, there you go. When you're retired, that's what you want to do, isn't it? Just fly go. from Hartlepool to <laughs> Yeovil, not really. No, it doesn't go up and down the country watching Blackburn. Well, yeah, kind of, yeah. Poor mum. Poor mum will just be going along with it. And then we're also going to have, this is one of my favourite bits, where we talk about Barnet of the Week, because I just love admiring all the different hairstyles and haircuts that you get from footballers. And my Barnet of the Week is going, it's been like this for ages, I've always admired his hair to um, Arteta. That hair is gorgeous. 
his hair is just so soft and spongy and I think I could touch it. If I had the opportunity, I would definitely touch Arteta's hair. I wouldn't touch his hair. It's, it looks amazing. It's like it's from a spray can. It's beautiful. Yeah, well, my uh, my bonnet of the week is uh, Roy Hodgson. Who, um, oh, I love Roy. Roy's had that same bouffant for uh, decades now. It ever since Ever since he managed Blackburn, he had a, it was coming on then, whatever it was, thick end of 20 years ago, and he's still got that bouffant with his... He must get it all prepared before each match, God bless him. And, oh, I uh, hope he has a hairdresser. Well, yeah, he's got, I'm sure he's got a hairdresser down in London. But yeah, so my uh, barnet of the week is uh, Roy Hodgson. So Arteta and Roy Hodgson's were our barnets of the week. It's a good choice. Right, to finish off, we're going to have, there's some midweek matches on and I've just picked, so we're going to pick ones to watch basically for the up and coming matches and I went for one from the Premier League. It's Tuesday, 7.30pm. I've gone uh, Sheffield United against Man City. I know it's a bit of a predictable one. But considering the last time they played, it was 2-0 to City back in December. And Sheffield United obviously had a good draw against Arsenal. City drew against Palace. So I'm thinking at Sheffield United, that is definitely uh, the one to watch. One to stay tuned on. For me, that's a must-watch. Yeah, and I reckon Sheffield United could definitely get a result there. And um, obviously City, just just not really been on the ball. But then someone like Aguero, when he's in form, you just never know really what it's going to be. But the fact that Sheffield United just play such attacking football, it is going to be good. It's not like they're just going to go there and be defensive against City. That's just not their style. So it's definitely going to be one to watch. What about you? What was one of your, you could pick from any of the other leagues really. I've gone for Premier League. Uh, League two, so the um, lowest league, which is got a localish derby. I guess it's localish derby. Macclesfield versus Crewe. So Macclesfield had five points deducted, so they're only a couple of points off the bottom now, getting dragged into a relegation battle to go down to the National League. So playing away to, sorry, at home to Crewe, and Crewe were third. Crewe won yesterday, Macclesfield lost, so uh, heading in different directions, but Crewe were uh, on the verge of promotion, Macclesfield on the verge of relegation, so... That's going to be quite a tough match, actually. There you go. Those are going to be our ones to watch. Right, that's all. We've had a real mixture of things going on. I think my personal favourite was talking about uh, men snotting all over football pitches. Don't you think? Uh, No. All right, thank you. Okay, well, we will be back very shortly. Thank you very much for listening to Football Chants and Rants with the Plants.